Well, hello everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Faux Real. I'm your host as always, Devlin Wilder. Welcome aboard. Before we get going, I want to give a special shout-out to all my new listeners across the world in Spain, France, Ireland, Chile, Japan, India, Russia, and everywhere you listen. I'd also like to thank all of you that are tuning in on our new destinations on Ghana, Deezer, Audible, and Amazon Music. I'd also encourage you to check out the new podcast by Twitter and social media philanthropist Bill Pulte, who uses his many online platforms to give to those in need and has helped thousands just because he can. Bill has given hundreds of thousands of dollars to his followers and listeners and is giving out even more on his new program, The Pulte Podcast, which is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. You can find Bill across social media at Pulte, that's P-U-L-T-E, where you can join him, me, and Team Giving to help those who are in need across the world. If you are new to the team or to the show and would like to join us, check out Bill's podcast, take a screenshot that you've downloaded it, then post on social media with the hashtag PulteFauxReal, that's P-U-L-T-E-F-A-U-X-R-E-A-L. And you will get a shout out from me and might receive something special from Bill too. Today, I welcome Phoebe Tires, who is an actor, comedian, writer, and podcaster, who you might know as April on Search Party, now on HBO Max. She is also a twin sister of Claire Tires, both of whom play roles on Search Party and also star together in the film Fort Tilden, which we get into a bit during our conversation. So, without further ado, Let's get into the show with Phoebe Tires. How's it going? You feeling good? Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. Hanging out. Just chilling, enjoying Mm -hmm. that quarantine time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, quarantine feels over. I'm in, I'm in New York, and uh-huh. city's pretty much opened, except for that you can't, you know, go into restaurants, but you can eat at restaurants outside on the street. Like it, you know, you can go to Whole Foods. You can go, to, you can go, can go in places, but I guess you could always do that. I, I never would. But it's, uh, it's nice though to have things open again. But I miss the quarantine. I liked it. Hey, I'm I'm having a blast, honestly. Yeah. I really am. I'm enjoying it because I've had a lot of creative quiet time and I've just yeah, been man. working on writing and yeah. you know, sketches and doing a lot of these awesome Zoom meetings where I get to meet cool people. By the way, I love your hair. It looks amazing. Thank I love you. the purple. It looks incredible on you. Yeah, it's uh, my apocalypse hair. Yeah. Ah, it's working very well. Thank you. I'm very excited to meet you. I got into Search Party late. I knew about it. I love uh, Alia Shakat. I was very, very familiar with it. I, I knew, like I had seen the original trailer for it and all that. I just, uh, I saw that it was coming to HBO Max and I was like, this is the time. It's quarantine, baby. Let's yeah. marathon <laughs> the shit out of it. So, yeah. so I got, I watched all three seasons in, you know, within three or four days. And, uh, I, I I love your character so much. She is incredibly mean and 
she's one of those characters that loving to hate, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yes. it's amazing. It's amazing. I see you're a UCBer. That's awesome. I've done, I've done stuff at UCB, yeah. I mostly performed at the Magnet Theater, which is where I met Charles Rogers, who wrote and directed Search Party along with SV. But I met Charles at uh, the Magnet Theater, and that's how our friendship started, and that's how I got to be in his stuff. We were on the same improv team. Yeah, that's the only reason to be on an improv team is to make a connection that puts you on TV. <laughs> that propels Otherwise, you to something else. Run away, yes. Absolutely. So yeah, that's how that happened. And yeah, so I've done a ton of other stuff. Like you said, I happened to be drinking uh, coffee out of my unbelievable podcast mug because I used I to have that. a podcast about conspiracies and cryptozoology and things like that. But uh, we've we stopped like a couple years ago, so but I recommend it. Unbelievable. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm going to go back and listen to it. I, I actually <laughs> did I did have that, and I did want to ask you about that. That sounds extraordinarily interesting. How did you get it was started very with that? Well, I met another through the comedy club that I used to hang out at, this guy, Brian Frangi, who now writes for several uh, Netflix shows and wrote for Adam Ruins Everything and stuff like that. He That's why we stopped the podcast he started sort of like blowing up and for himself and we just couldn't do it anymore. But uh, he was running this podcast uh, about conspiracies and we got to talking at a bar and he saw that I was knowledgeable about stupid shit and he asked me to come on. And about a year later, I was a regular on his show and then I became the co-host. Cause you know, I just had always been interested. I also, not only was I interested in it, but it's funny. And it's great material. And if you like doing comedy, like it's it's really fun to talk about Bigfoot and the Jersey Devil and Okay, so let's put this to rest. I know you already did on, on that podcast, but but let's put it to rest here. So Bigfoot, not real. Not I'm sorry. I, I don't want to break any hearts <laughs> out there. Sad. Oh, I, guess I don't want to break any hearts done. out there, but I really we really I dug deep. I went in deep and I know people are like, you gotta go deep if you want to know about Bigfoot. And we dug deep and uh, Bigfoot's just not, just not the real one. Like there might be yeah. another cryptozoology, cryptoid out there. Like aliens, definitely real. Agreed. You know, whether or not they're probing you up the ass, that's a whole other thing. But aliens are definitely real. I do enjoy real. it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, and ghosts, definitely real. Uh, but I've had some ghost encounters. Yeah, I mean, people have had that. Bigfoot, no one's really, they think they've had that, but they haven't. They probably saw never like an animal that they're not used to seeing. Right. And that's what most of this stuff is. <laughs> it's just like, it was a bear and you've never seen one. So you thought it was Bigfoot. <laughs> He's still going to be my favorite character in a goofy movie. Absolutely. You got to love no matter, Bigfoot. No matter what comes out about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Bigfoot. He's my fave, too. I Absolutely. am extraordinarily intrigued by all things supernatural and otherworldly. I, I always have been. I've had some ghost experiences of myself. I was playing around with a Ouija board once in the in the oh, yeah. cemetery. That always goes well. So oh, shit. That, that turned out uh, pretty, pretty freaky. We released a demon that ended up chasing me and uh, a friend to the car, and it... Um, and it was scratching things in the windshield uh, no. as we were getting in the car. We had to consult uh, some texts to get it back. 
Do you feel like you got it back? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess. You, you haven't been experiencing it. You gotta be careful. Yeah, I would yeah. never recommend to anybody fucking around with the afterlife people. Um, nope, stick to yeah. those candles. Candles, yeah. Say, yes. crystals. Oh crystals. yeah, big on crystals, love crystals, love sage, um, Hollywood. Gotta, you gotta light all that stuff, protect yourself. Did you ever get into any of the actual practice of it? Uh, you mean crystals and sage and things like that? I mean, I know, I know about it. Wiccan practices or anything like that? No, I wouldn't say I went deep like that, no. I, it's more of an interest, it's more of a fascination than it is like a way of life or anything. I, mm -hmm. I don't consider myself a witch and I don't consider myself a expert on crystals or any of that. I just know about them and I have a ton of them and I use them for my own, you know, support creativity and protection but i would never claim to like know what to do <laughs> you know i just it's just not and i think it's because i don't like the people that much i like talking about this and i do i am really interested but then when you meet the people that are really into it it's I, i'm gonna make a fart joke or something i can't like <laughs> take this stuff too seriously right. and let yeah. it dictate my life and all that. I totally hear you. I've gotten into some discussions with uh, with people who are really into it. And I and I like I don't wanna, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't want to discourage their practice. Like look, yes. you do you. It's all Absolutely. good. But I I'm just I'm not nah. <laughs> I can't. It trips me, man. It trips me. It's the same thing with the astrology. I, right. I get it. Mm -hmm. There is definitely, there are definitely <laughs> forces and energies and powers mm -hmm. that are affecting us from the interaction of the interplanetary, you know, whatever. I obviously have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, I feel the same way. I'm it's like, bound yes, to affect me. us, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not into it. I see, I'm a Virgo and people uh -huh. will often tell me that doesn't make sense. <laughs> or something like that because I don't you have I don't have Virgo. like a typical Virgo personality or something and then they want to know my moons and my risings and blah 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 and I'm just like just you know look this is when I was born I don't know about all this other shit but don't tell me I'm not a Virgo I'm a Virgo um I think that's kind of stuff bothers me sometimes what but, day were you whatever. born what what day were you born I August 25th okay so I'm really close to Leo you really close birds following you. <laughs> you have a lot of bird energy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wish that would be rad. I'm a Sagittarius, and I get told the opposite. Every everyone that I've ever met that's that's super into astrology, they're like, "You are so you're a Sag." Sag. Oh um, no, I mean that's. I great. see you. I think both things like, kind of suck. Oh. You don't want to be completely like by the book, but you also don't want to, you know, not be the your sign at all either. So exactly, I, I got to give people get some surprises, it. you know. But yeah, on the podcast, we 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 didn't talk about astrology as much. We spent or like energies as much as we did just like aliens and Bigfoot and the Illuminati and Bohemian Grove and things like that. You know, that was what Bohemian was Grove. What is that? Tell me more. Oh, shoot. 
Well, Bohemian Grove is like a place pretty much only men are allowed. It's like all politicians and wealthy men uh, go to this place in California. I think it's in the Redwood Forest. And it's in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, the Bushes, the Clintons, I think uh, tons of center, you know, powerful people. There's, sorry, that's my, um, I get text messages and I can't, they, they ding loudly on my computer. Yeah, there's like people believe that all these powerful men meet to sort of plan, you know, acts of war or acts of business, big business transactions and things like that. Um, and the big thing is, is that they all sleep in cabins with like no electricity. So it's their opportunity to sort of like be gritty and there's no bathrooms or so they have to piss and shit outside or something. And so the, that's what also makes it exciting for them because there might be toilets, but they love that they can pee wherever they, like it's a big thing about the fact they can pee wherever they want. Uh, and then they do like some ceremony in front of a giant owl where they fake sacrifice uh, like a body. It's a fake body. Yeah, like <laughs> you should look into it. Um, well, I this is, this is actually, this is something that has permeated the pop culture zeitgeist forever. There, um, they talk about it in the X-Files. They talk about mm-hmm. it in, in most of the shows that I watch. There's some sort of arc, uh, including the most recent uh, season two of Umbrella Academy. I don't want to spoil anything if you're going to watch it, but, <laughs> but it. it actually has a lot to do with that exact, you know, uh, shadow cabinet of, mm-hmm. of billionaires that are up to no good. I, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, you can see a lot of people denying that they've ever been there. And like, there's Clinton's like, what? That's where, you know, he he pretends like he's never been, but it's, eh, whatever. These guys, these people, they they all suck and they all hang out and they all suck, you know, and they all piss next to each other in the forest. And of course, anyway, (laughs) anyway, check out Bohemian Grove. Well, thank you for sharing. I find all that really, really fascinating. Um, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that podcast. And you also, um, uh, so you, you co-hosted the, the Unbelievable podcast with Brian right. Frame, right? Co-host with yeah. Brian Frame. And then um, I saw you also recurred as various characters on the Truth Anthology right. Fiction podcast. Yeah. Um, which also sounds really interesting. I, I saw a couple of your favorite episodes, The Penis Museum and <laughs> the one about the dead dog. I'm yeah, those, ones. Mm-hmm. those were really fun. Yeah, that was just radio, sh- radio play, basically, you know? Um, that's what the truth does. They, sorry, I'm going to plug in my computer. They, they get like, they have you act out the scenes, but you're just recording it with, you know, it's just your voice but you have to really act out the scenes and stuff like that. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It was, it was fun. I did those a while, a while back, but that podcast is still doing really, really well. And I think some of those episodes were on NPR and whatnot. So like, it's always cool to have your voice out there, you know? Have you ever done, uh, have you done voiceovers? I've done voiceover for cartoons that have not been, produce completely like uh, a couple I've had friends that had like oh FX picked up their show and wanted me to do uh, I did a voice for the pilot 
and now they're just sitting on it and we don't know if it's ever gonna you know things like that sure i love doing i love it though i love doing vo i got to yeah i got to do another friend of mine is trying to make a cartoon this uh during quarantine and i got to play this penguin and it was really fun oh so, cool yeah i mean i love doing stuff like that the i would love more work like that <laughs> We all would. Uh, yeah. Who doesn't love a job that you can do in your PJs? It's I mean, it's just so great. I've done it. I've I've had the pleasure of doing it a few times, not nearly as many as I would like, but I've done it a few times, and it's 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 a blast. Um, it is. It's so much fun. That uh, <laughs> I I hear you on the scenario of things sitting on the shelf. That that uh, encompasses about eighty percent of my entire career. Is things that I've. Right. There's things that I've shot that never released. And yeah. then, uh, I'm going to say it because he's not going to listen to this podcast. Uh, but uh, there was <laughs> there was this, this movie that I did called By Day's End. And it was one of those that, um, you know, it, it seemed like it was going to be okay when I shot it. And then uh, it came out earlier this year and it's, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting because it had been like, I don't know, four years since I shot it. And that kind of, right. stuff, you know, you do stuff, you forget about it. It comes out or it doesn't. But I kept thinking about it because I was like, I have some pretty cool little bits in that. I'd really like to see that. And then it finally came out and, oh, I wish it had I know how you <laughs> feel. I just know. Oh, man. There's stuff I decided I just won't even see. Um. I shot some stuff that I've been like, well, that was great. Thank you. Never going to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. What is, um, what is something that you would like to work on? Carte Blanche. You had your pick. Oh, well, that's, uh, you mean like an existing show or what kind of shows? Let's go with existing first and then we can, we can move <laughs> to deceased. Um, I really like dark stuff. Um, oh man, what would I want to be a part of? I liked, I auditioned for what we do in the shadows didn't and didn't get it, but it would have been a really small part either way. What? It's a vampire show on FX. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, that would have been really up my alley in terms of comedy and just sort of uh, vampires and goofiness yeah. like that. Um, it's amazing. But, uh, you know, when Stranger Things season one came out, I was like, damn, that would obviously be a dream come true to be a part of a show like that. Uh, but that's not really current anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I guess I can't really think of anything through quarantine and things. I sort of exhausted a ton of shows and now I'm just like... You're burnt out. Bored, bored with everything. Um, I right. really like the idea of American Horror Story, but I never that the seasons go on and on and on and I lose track of what the fuck, why I'm even watching it. And I'm, I, I'm right envious, there with you. envious of the cast because they get to play these different characters every season. And all, there's always kind of creative and cool effects, mm -hmm. but that someone needs to write the show. I don't understand why <laughs> the show sucks. Um, so, you know, they had, I would love to work on something like that if it was better written or whatnot. 
Do you like to get bloody? Do you like the special effects makeup and stuff like that? I like stuff. I do like special effects. I like practical effects. Mm -hmm. um, I I like, I really liked the Fargo series that, that came out a long ass time ago, but I like stylized shows mm -hmm. that have violence, humor, and depth. You know, I'm asking for a lot here. Um, <laughs> You know, similar to Search Party. Search Party has that, but it's mostly a mostly a comedy. But it has um, it's very stylized. But it's a great murder mystery too, and it really mm -hmm. throws you for a lot of loops. It, it yeah. gives you a lot of surprises. It's written very very well, um, which is one of the you know the many reasons I love it so much. And uh, of course, we we got to talk about your twin sister Claire. Yeah. Uh, who has who plays um, your twin sister June That's in right. Search Party? Uh, and <laughs> there are so many, um, there's so much discussion as to who's crazier. Like, you're definitely meaner, but it's really, uh, you both, uh, you both have some pretty off, um, demeanor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... I think we're supposed to be the craziest of both spectrums. So asking who's crazier, it's like, who's, uh, you know, like she's, you know, very happy, go lucky uh, type of person that I guess people find to be crazy because she's so happy. And I'm really angry. So I'm uh, like on that other end of the spectrum. So it seems like comparing them, it just seems wrong. It's like you should compare me to another angry person. Am I angrier than that person? Right. And right. compare Claire's character to another like happy person who is more outrageously, you know, disconnected from reality. Um, so I don't know. I wouldn't be able to answer that question. Oh, I, I love, I love your character so much. Um, and, uh, I don't, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched the show. Although, why haven't you watched the show yet? Come on, guys. Don't Get worry on. about that. Well, what else do you have to do? All you have is time right now. Yeah. Watch Church Party, for goodness sakes. Um, all episodes now streaming on HBO Max. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> yes. There's a lot of great content on there. Uh, I, I I swear this isn't an ad for HBO Max. Although if they'd love to, if they'd like to, <laughs> me, I'll, I'll sure take it. Um, but uh, there is a lot of great content on there. I've been watching the uh, the new. Um, uh, uh, I love the Muppets, so I've been watching. Oh, them. please, yes, watch right. the Muppets. Go to get HBO Max, watch Search Party, and then watch every Muppet movie ever made. Ever made exactly. Great. No, I, Search Party, April is a really, was has been quite a character to play because she changes so much throughout the show. I mean, she's still, she's angry the whole time, but her, uh, her relationship to her neighbors changes and like her relevance to the, to the plot changes a lot. Um, and so it was always kind of like, ooh, what does April get to do today? I was always like surprised by what, was going to happen to me if I'm not getting a juice thrown in my face then I'm yelling at my neighbor in the hallway who knows like I'm running into my mailbox I'm I'm eating food in a diner and, and yelling at everybody like it was just always kind of crazy 
Uh, it was really fun Possible though. Possible murder. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, April is also, I always find it interesting how April is perceived. Although, you know, if I were to be watching for the first time and I saw this girl who's just yelling at everybody, obviously angry, uh, I would see like, oh my gosh, she's mean. Like when I've walked down the street, I've had people be like, wait, do you play April? Oh my God, you're so scary and mean. And I'm like, okay, don't worry. It's just the character. <laughs> um, but I also find it weird because that's not how I feel about her. Um, that's, I feel like she's completely uh, misunderstood, even though, how is that possible? <laughs> that's all she's doing is yelling. Um, but where she's coming from, is a place of being very misunderstood, completely, uh, you know, neglected and rejected by society. Poor, to some degree, uh, or ha and has, you know, an issue with collecting things. Obviously, pack rat, which is a symptom of of poverty, and, um, you know, just kind of like a reject of society who hates people like Dory and her friends because they're completely oblivious and only look at April and see a cockroach and don't take the time to try to understand her. Um, whereas April sort of spent a little bit more time, you know, studying people like Dory and she, she kind of gets Dory, but April, but Dory doesn't get April. She just calls her insane and that's not really uh, the case to me. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, April is very, uh, she's a great observer, you know, <laughs> even though many times it seems to be from the shadows, but that's where you typically observe from. She, she observes a lot and Dory and her friends, especially Dory specifically, is so freaking lucky. Like yeah. how does she keep getting out of trouble? Like, yeah, you little jerk. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. This, some of this stuff should stick, and it never does, uh, especially when she's, you know, uh, in the courtroom <laughs> in yeah. season three. It's like, hello? Um, no, and I think that's what's brilliant about the show is that they're kind of showing that. Like, this girl has the ability to get out of situations. She's kind of floating through this for whatever reason, her pri her privilege just sort of like allows that to happen. Um, whereas other people don't get away with things like April and June are gonna be, aren't gonna get away, aren't gonna, things aren't gonna flow and happen for them. Things aren't gonna be discovered for them. I mean, April gets murdered and then June tries to prove otherwise, but her evidence is shitty. Um, so it's, it's come, I mean, that's where I think the comedy comes in, is that like, uh-oh, Dory is gonna come out on top and doesn't life kind of suck that way? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great ride, though. Yeah. It really is. Um, for I know, and I don't actually know what happens in season four. Um, season four will come out in a few months. I... I appear in it a few, uh, one time, sorry, spoiler, but, uh, exclusive. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. That's pretty exclusive and pretty much a spoiler because it's not out, but I, I don't know what, where, where the show, where the show goes. And I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. Oh, wow. Me too. Even I mean, I know a little, I know a little bit, but I don't know how it ends. Okay. Um, yeah. 
but how was the um uh how was the shooting schedule coming together with all of the you know COVID? Well, I, they were lucky. We were all lucky. Uh, season four finished shooting one week, maybe week and a half before New York shut down. So we had the wrap party early March. It might've even been, I think it was like March 3rd or something. And then a week and a half later, it was like, no one's allowed to do shit. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. So they were done. So it's already in the can. That's great. Yeah, everything was in the can. I mean, I think they had to stop work. Um, They were going to be editing and working on it in, you know, March, April, May and whatnot. And that, that all like stopped. They kind of are starting that up again now, I guess. But I think it'll come out later than expected because of, you know, coronavirus. Just a little, a little bile. But if it was already in the can, then it should yeah, be. Yeah, I didn't. They got right. lucky. They were like Dory. They just got in and out, <laughs> you know, and no, no stops. It was, uh, it was pretty fortunate. Um, I'm very happy that that happened. Otherwise, you know, because there was such a huge gap between the release of season two and season three. And I, I wouldn't want there to be such a huge gap again because it's hard to maintain interests, hard to keep people like, remember Search Party? Right. That's why I'm so glad that I got to, I got to get in the whole thing all at once. That was, yeah. that was nice. Uh, so you watched all three seasons, just like. Boom, boom, boom. Just wow. all, all the way through. Because it's like a can of Pringles. Once you stop, yeah, it's fantastic. I, I feel so lucky to be a part of the show. And my friend Charles, it's he's still a good friend of mine. We we talk all the time and I his friendship is really is really cool because he's so cool and he writes such great stuff. Very funny guy. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, so you've done, you've done a lot of podcasts, uh, by the way, um, should have said this at the the beginning. Thank you so much for, for joining me on this ridiculous show. (laughs) I mean, my pleasure. I'm not really doing anything else right now, you know, (laughs) especially since we, I know we, uh, we had some scheduling issues, (laughs) um, Totally I, I have been fighting. What? Sorry. It totally worked out. Cool. Um, it's uh, uh, it's exceptional. It it's quiet outside today, which yeah. is which is so nice. Um, I live by a very busy street, and uh, there's construction for a very large luxury apartment complex right across the street. And I tell you what. I I was making some very diabolical plans to uh, to make them shut up because <laughs> just every single day. Yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. Uh, just makes you want to jump off a bridge, um, and that it wouldn't be so terrible. bad if they didn't start so early. But you know, they start at the crack of dawn. They yeah. Yikes! They get you in the morning. Every time. Get you, get you where it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> No, I know. And there's nothing any of anybody can do about it. We just have to endure construction. Fine. Fine. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Search Party was really fun. I've done a couple of things with Comedy Central. I've had a couple of sketches. Uh, Comedy Central has like a digital um, 
channel. And that's been really fun. But for the most part, Search Party is my big claim to fame. And it's, and it's awesome. Uh, yeah. I know you also um, worked on a feature called Fort Tilden. Right. Uh, also with Claire. Yep. Tell me and a little Charles, bit about that. Charles Rogers, the writer. Charles Rogers and SV, uh, Sarah Violet Bliss, uh, both wrote and directed Search Party. And they also wrote and directed Fort Tilden. So that's how I got into that movie. My friend Charles cast Claire and I, cause he knew that I could play music. Um, and so it, we opened the movie with Claire and I playing guitar and singing a song that I wrote in high school um, oh. called When the Angel Fell. And Charles was like, oh my God, this would be perfect for you know my movie. And I was like, great, I'll be in it then. Uh, and then we bookend the movie and we have a song at the very end called Summertime. And we're actually, um, because Fort Tilden is now available on Prime, Claire and I decided to make a music video for Fort Tilden uh, using our song Summertime, which closes the movie out. Great. Yeah. So look out for... The movie is out. <laughs> yeah, it's available on, on Prime. Awesome. Cool. Now I yeah. know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> yeah, you actually will really, if you like Search Party, you will really enjoy uh, Fort Tilden. It's not as wacky as Search Party, although wacky is not a great word to describe it, but it doesn't have the biggest characters. Uh, but Fort Tilden is, is definitely like a millennial's struggle to find meaning in their summer and stuff like that. Awesome. That sounds great. I, I will enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you're gonna enjoy it. It's really fun. Great actors. Um, yeah. Very cool. I saw yeah, you. Yeah, Fort Tilden, everybody who hasn't <laughs> seen it. I'm serious. Like, I really like that one. That one's good. Very cool. Um, you play so such a uh, a great variety of characters, um, and I know you've uh, like uh, you you play a lot of. Uh, seems like April in herself is a lot of different characters. What is your kind of favorite character to play? Well, I do, because of Search Party, I have most of the stuff I go out for is like angry um, person who's like ready to, at, you know, at the drop of a hat or whatever the saying is, I could like be at a 10, you know what I mean? Like that's something that people will audition me for, to like play crazy and someone who yells. Um, and I've had people be like, you're one of those girls that can say fuck, you know? Like, we like that. And I'm just like, cool, like, I'll say fuck for you, but like, show me the money. Um, but what I, what I like to play and what I, when I do improv and sketch, I, I play like, uh, I would like to play like a sort of more oblivious woman, um, you know, who has an opportunity to find depth in her, her character. You know, maybe we learn that she becomes, she opens up throughout the movie rather than someone who's just like, I'm in your face and I'm ready to tell you who I am, which is what April is like and what people, that's how I come off. I come off as someone who's not gonna hide their honest feelings and I think it would be interesting to play someone who's more reserved and feminine and um, 
someone who has something to reveal. Someone a little aloof, a little unassuming that has- Yeah, yeah, maybe someone who you get to know rather than someone who tells you who they are right away, you know? <laughs> but we'll see, we'll see. I might, I might be cursed to play, you know, the, the in your face sort of like, here's my personality, you know? I'm ready to be angry, I'm, I'm tough, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, well, you got, you want to, you know, keep, uh, uh, keep getting that, keep getting the cash for those types of characters until yeah. you can, uh, you know, transition it into something on the other side of it. Right, right. I, I, I hope to book, I bo hope to book more of anything. I'm not gonna. Sure. Too picky, actually, but, um. I do tend to go out for that type of character, like April-ish, somewhere in that zone, uh, types of types of people. It's rare that I'll go out for something a little bit more uh, subdued, <laughs> but I shouldn't. I mean, I'm I'm nuts. I look nuts. <laughs> I, you know, like that's okay. I, I'm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm certainly not complaining. I'm excited to play. It's very rarely do I get cast as something that's easy. Like it's usually a girl that has to do something crazy or run around or get stabbed or whatever, or, or like is the person who's going to stay, you know, I'm not going to play right. cashier unless the cashier, it says fuck a lot and suck my dick or something. So we'll see. That. That's a fun no. character too. <laughs> it's a great character. It's great characters to play. Um, but, but you know, I, I totally understand, uh, you know, no one wants to get uh, typecast. No one get, wants to get saddled with, with playing, you know, that one note forever. Uh -huh. um, we've, we've had uh, enough Urkels and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and such throughout pop culture. So, um, mm. and that's also one of the many reasons I now pretty much sport a goatee all the time because as soon as I shave, I live tw uh, I look 12 and, right. <laughs> um, you know, my, um, which maybe, I don't know, I've sort of been thinking about since I can't get a haircut, who knows when I'll ever be able to get a haircut again. Maybe I should shave. Um, it kind of goes with the, with the ridiculousness going up, uh, going on up here. I, <laughs> uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, as soon as as soon as I shave, I have a baby face, and then I'm you know I'm the <laughs> you know yeah I'm yeah the, yeah <laughs> uh, the uh, the the neighbor nerd and the um, you know the wacky guy, and I I can play that all day long, and I do enjoy that a lot. But uh, right, I can also be serious. Yeah, it might be. It's just fun. <laughs> Actors like to be challenged, and yeah, um, it's not that it's not challenging to play a character like April, but I wouldn't say it was that far of a reach. My cat is meowing a lot. Um, <laughs> Hi, kitty. But it wasn't like a really big, how did you get into character today? I was like, oh, it was fine. I just yelled at people. I, it's not like something that's hard for me, but it is, I know it's something that's hard for people to do. So I guess you have to have like, you know, serious inner anger. <laughs> <laughs> in order to just pull it out whenever you Doesn't want. Doesn't hurt to have some angst. Yeah, uh-huh. For sure. Um, do, you ever, uh, do you think you'd ever do a game show? I don't think anyone would ever want me on their game show. 
Um, I would. I think you'd uh, uh, maybe, um, have you seen How to Tell the Truth? The, no. the iteration? I think, no. I think you'd have a lot of fun on that. Essentially, they just have um, people come in that could be anything. And then the celebrity panel has to guess whether or not whoever's speaking is telling the truth. So they have to figure it out. So it's kind of a little mini. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's not, I mean, this game show is fun. I mean, I would be on a game show, but I don't think uh, I'm celebrity enough. I mean, certainly wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, it would. I would just be a person on a game show. It would be ridiculous. Uh, I can't imagine that I would ever, like, take the time to try to go to one. But <laughs> if someone asked me to go, yeah, I would do that. You're totally celebrity enough. Don't do that to yourself. Oh no! <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you search for the show. Me. Otherwise. Um, just get, getting is getting some recognition right now. So hopefully, hopefully that leads to more work for me, and then more opportunities, and then more game shows. You know, I just game show after game show, I'm in it. I've always wanted to do the prices right because you know that's a that's just a staple, right? That would be. I, missed, I missed out when Bob was still hosting. I, I um, I think I moved. We all did here since 2012. So I think Drew was already hosting by then. Not but the same, man. Not, not even close. I love Bob, Drew to death. He's great, but Bob is. Whew. That was my childhood, really. I mean, the yeah. parts I want to remember are watching Price is Right, <laughs> having a good time. I mean, honestly, like that's, um, you know, forget everything else. <laughs> Those were the best days when you got to yeah. stay home from school and, and uh, watch yeah. Price Right and eat a bowl of cereal in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, I yeah. I miss that. Uh, where are you right now? Los Angeles. So you're in LA, I'm in New York. Uh, I grew up in Seattle. I grew up on an island called Bainbridge Island across from Seattle in the Puget Sound. Um, and so yeah, I'm from the Northwest, I'm from the Northwest, but I miss the West Coast in general. It's beautiful been stuck over here in the Big Apple for like 10, 15 years. So miss that California air, man. Well, you're welcome to come out anytime. Yeah, exactly. I'll wait until Corona. I've got know, a, I've got a pizza hut. That's like a block from me. So <laughs> we can grab a pizza. Go to the park. There's like four different, there's a park in every direction from me, which is really cool. That's nice. I live in North Hollywood. So I've got, it's a pretty nice neighborhood around. I love Good. it. I've been here for uh, uh, for about eight and a half years now. It was quite a struggle. My, you know, as, as so many, you know, people have that have that tale. I, I really went through it. My first year here, I moved probably 20 plus times. No. Oh yeah. I've been, uh, I've been homeless a number of times. Nice. That was fun. You know, you gotta have that experience to be a full actor. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. You gotta gotta sleep on the ground with some rats and roaches for a little while to really yeah. full experience. I think that's why I'm still in New York. I have an apartment here. And if I move, I probably will be homeless. <laughs> like I don't think I can I just have that feeling. Um so I'm like I'm 
stay here. They can't kick me out. <laughs> Even if I don't pay rent, they have to take me to court. I might as well stay here until uh, I really know. Because LA would be the dream if, um, if I got consistent work out there. Okay. But right now I'm here and no one's working right now. So nope. whatever. Not, not at all. No. There have been a very few um, select bubbles of things coming through. I've gotten a few emails, but mostly they're junk. And yeah. uh, I, in <laughs> I sent an email to, uh, I just got a new agent, which is very strange. I got, I got a new agent uh, during the quarantine. Oh, congratulations. Who does that, right? I'm I don't know. Good job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually hit her up through Instagram. That's how this happened. I saw that this agent was, um, you know, liking some of my posts and I was like, Oh, okay. So cool. I said, I sent her an email. I said, you know, thanks for dropping by. Would love to talk to, uh, would love to, you know, discuss representation and, and, uh, got a new agent so good for you man yeah that's crazy like you wouldn't be able to that's something that just happened to you like if you try to say hey just you know if right. a, agents will find you on instagram it's like never no. happened <laughs> never ever and that just we'll, happened to you um <laughs> yes definitely it's <laughs> one of those things as most most things that happen to us in acting uh, or in this industry are just kind of like, don't count on it happening twice. Never. Just happen. <laughs> and I got to tell you, she is the, she is in, in the first uh, two weeks. I, I know that she's working for me. She called, uh, she called me and she's like, you got it you got to update your information on whatever side it was. I'm trying to get you in on this commercial. And I was like, Whoa! Working for me? Like, <laughs> is it like you're actually doing stuff? Holy crap! Yeah, that feels different. Rep, uh, manager uh, representation is just—it's <laughs> like herding cats, man. Yeah, I know. It's the it's, worst. It is. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. The whole thing is pretty much a nightmare, but the work is fun. Once you get a job, it's fun. But everything else, auditioning and all the stuff, is. I mean, I got lucky with Search Party because my friend cast me and, uh, well, he, he put me in the pilot and then I basically was auditioning for the show, but was already in it. And they recast a lot of people in the pilot, but they kept me in it. And so I was great. like, really, yeah, I was really nervous. I remember that. I was like, great. I get to be in this pilot, but if the show gets picked up, they might recast me. And they didn't. So I got to continue on with the show. And most other work I've gotten has been people contacting my manager and asking me to do it rather than, it's been hard to book an audition. Like I've auditioned for a lot of great stuff, but I haven't booked anything. It's just, you gotta know people. I mean, for me so far, it's been making the right, knowing the right people and them remembering me and calling me in versus me just going in on a blind, audition so it really is a crazy catch-22 and it's wonderful yeah. when it works in your favor yeah but so much of the time it, it doesn't it it's, does. it's freaking hard and i'm uh, you know i have i have read all the books and taken all the workshops and right 
you know, uh, trained with all the quote right people. And I, I, you know, you just, you just got to still slog through it. And, um, how do you, how do you feel about the audition process? Has that been, how, how has um, that been? I think you could always do better and that's probably the worst part about it. Um, but also, uh, I think it, for me, the way that I get over, get over it okay, is that um, if you've got the right look, then they're going to cast you. Um, as much as we want to be like, I didn't, if I just made this one acting choice, then they would have cast me. But I, I actually think it's more like if you look right, if you're gonna fit, if you're gonna fit what they are envisioned for the show, um, basically anybody who comes into that casting room, they know can act. Like if you've made it into an audition, if if it's non, if it's uh, if at this point you're like in the union and everything, because I go out for SAG only, like you know, Same. I'm an actor. They know I can act. You want to see me do something? I'll do it for you. Do I look like who you want to have in your show next to all the other people you have in your show? And that's what you're up against a lot more than making big choices. And so I try to think more about like, what does this character look like? What do I want to present to them? Because if I look the way they want to see somebody, then I got this shit. I don't even have to act that good. But <laughs> But you should act. You should act well. Right. right. Uh, but don't beat yourself up, even though I do. It doesn't matter. I'll still beat myself up about it. But we all try do. Not to beat yourself up so much about the acting because honestly, you know, you just, you just got to look right. You just got to have the vibe they're looking for. So, so far, I don't fit any vibes, <laughs> but I fit search party vibes. And uh, that is good enough for me. Yeah, it seemed to uh, work out pretty well for you in that respect. Yes. Yeah. And that's going to help propel you to many other places. I hope so. I hope so. Like I said, I've had some really great auditions and I hope uh, for great shows that, yeah, while I didn't book the parts, I was really happy to be considered and hopefully will continue to be considered for some of these great shows out there, like what, what we do in the shadows. Which are, there any, are there any as yet produced properties that you would love to see made? You mean shows that I that I want what? Just like um, you know, maybe a graphic novel or something that you would like to see oh, made into God. something or something that that hasn't had its debut on the big screen. Um, there are a lot of stuff that I wanted to see has actually been made that I'm bummed that wasn't great. Like they did a scary stories, uh, oh. you know, they, the, they've made, they've made like, I think they're doing a Chucky, um, mm -hmm. series. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I would have loved to have been a part of a good version of that, but I can't imagine that it's going to be good. Right. Uh, but I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't. I haven't really thought about it. A lot of. Um, I would like to be a part of something more. Uh, not, like I, nothing that's already been written, but like a cool ghost thing would be cool to be a part of, or a supernatural. Um, stories. But yeah, I can't really think of anything right now that I would want TV to ruin. Honestly, I'm just like, <laughs> leave it. 
leave it where it is, you know, don't fuck it up. Don't make too many more remakes, please. I saw that uh, they're finally making, um, uh, turning Animorphs into a film, uh, which is exciting. Did you ever read those those books? You're- I didn't, it sounds familiar though, definitely. They all had covers where someone is turning into some sort of animal or insect or whatever. Oh, cool. And it was this uh, actually pretty prolific book series uh, where, uh, in which these five kids were all given the power to, you know, change into animals um, by this, this uh, alien called an Andalite. And, uh, you know, um, it was, even though it was a children's series, she got real. It was really brutal. Yeah, that parts. sounds really rad. some high drama that probably a lot of moms were like, no, I don't want you reading that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I had the whole series and it was, it was just really, really great. Um, and there were also like some, you know, anthology <laughs> books that, that came out during the series. So they're finally making it into a movie, which I'm, I'm trying to be hopeful about, but you know, I, we'll see. <laughs> I, I know. I, that's, it's so close to me, you know, to I don't want to, I don't, I don't want them to ruin a piece of my heart. I mean, it would be really cool if they made like a My Little Ponies, like live action <laughs> thing. And it uh-huh. was like kind of adult and cool. Oh, uh, yeah. not adult in the way that like, oh yeah, I want to see My Little Ponies get it on or something like that. But like, you know, cool and edgy and I could be a voice of one of the ponies. I love it. That I, would be cool. <laughs> that would be perfect. Uh, so anybody out there who wants to make that, I would love to be a voice of a pony, please. I don't care which one. How about on Robot Chicken? You ever see that show? I do. I have seen that show. Whoops. Um, what about it? You could be, because, uh, the My Little Pony characters recur in that, you know. Oh, you're right. In the segments all the time, so you could definitely do that. I know, I wish. Seth and Brecken would love to have you on. Yeah, I, my voice has got to get out there more. Hire me, hire me, put me, I can do whatever you want. I love it. But yeah, I don't know. That's, those, these are good questions I haven't really thought about. What do I want to see made? I mean, I write myself. I'm trying to write my own pilots for my twin sister and I mm-hmm. so that we could, like, I don't know, be in something together someday. Um, yep. So I focus on that a lot more than I do what other people are doing. But uh, at least that's what quarantine's been about, you know? Yep. I've been doing as much as uh, I can keep focused on as well. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been doing a terrible job so far, but, uh, you know, uh, every time I think of a, something good, I, I write it in my little, my notes app and then yeah. I oh, yeah. work on it later, you know, cause oh, yeah. I'm, I'm usually, you know, I, uh, try not to of course be out in public as, to, uh, if I can help it, but I do go right. on walks every single day. I got to get some exercise, you know, oh, it feels I great. A little strip that I, that I walk and, think of something oh yeah that's uh that's a good (laughs) yeah walking is so good for writers for writing walking is good for writing absolutely put it together well Well, uh that that, uh, does it for (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. I just got a text from somebody. Um, I was like, oh, I better answer that. But um, sure, no problem. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Really had a great time uh, talking with you. And I know we're, we're going to be seeing you on all the shows in the very near future. So yeah, I think all really the shows is a good place to start. <laughs> um, that sounds great. Um, and I know you, um, your official website is phoebetires.com. That's right. You have all of your content, your videos, and your... Oh, man, yeah. All, all of your things. I have to update that shit too. Like so much of it is my cat, uh, but I'll, I'll update it, but it's there. It's there. Otherwise, and, uh, where can people find you on social media if they choose to do so? Well, um, my name, I'm, that's just my name. So like on Instagram, I'm at Phoebe tires. Um, my website is phoebetires.com. My Twitter, which I never use, is Phoebe Tires also. Like, it's um, when in doubt, if you want to Venmo me, I'm Phoebe-Tires. Um, when in doubt, that's, I'm the only one. Oddly, I'm, I guess I'm the only Phoebe Tires in the world because it's never taken, unless by me. Devil and Wilder is is a is also a great IP. Good for I, you. I, I got it great across name. the board. No one else. So. Good for you, man. It's a great name. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. It's fun to talk about the show and everything else. Awesome. And if I'm ever in LA, I'll definitely hook you up, man. Or Anytime. hook you up, not hook yeah. you up. Yeah. I'm like, here, let me hook you up in your city. I mean, I am single. Like, <laughs> uh, if you've got a <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, yeah, man. I'll see you in season four. Yeah, yes, you will. All right, good cool. night. Night. Remember, you can follow me, as always, across all the places at Devlin Wilder. That's D-E-V-L-I-N-W-I-L-D-E-R. And Faux Real at Faux Real Pod. That's F-A-U-X-R-E-A-L-P-O-D. That's it for this one. See you on the next one.